You are now listening to Soul Power to the People podcast with Tess Fregera. It's a podcast designed to bring awareness on intended or unintended crimes against humanity, how we can rise above it, claim our divine inheritance, and return the soul power to the people. There's not a lot of people who are ready to look into crimes against humanity. And I can't tell you the number of times that I got disappointed that that my heart got broken because of friends who tell me to, who uh, who say to me, Tess, I just can't get lost in that rabbit hole. And, uh, or I can only focus on myself on, on raising my vibration or, uh, what you focus on, you grow, right? So, so why don't you focus on the positive? Why are you focusing on this? But, you know, are we going to live in denial? Uh, are we going to live in ignorance? Ignorance is not bliss. It's darkness. To live in ignorance is to live in fear and separation from the light, from the truth, from the freedom that we are. For a long time, even the Vatican has swept crimes against humanity, against children, under the rug. And it's time we look at what we are afraid to look at so then we can go within and inquire what is here for us and how can we each return the soul power to the people. And that is the premise of soul power to the people rising above crimes against humanity. And I'm excited, so excited that Dr. Terry Morris is here joining us and let me just quickly tell you what I know about Terry. Terry Morris holds two doctorates. Oh my God, two doctorates from the World Organization of Natural Medicine in Toronto. She's a health educator and has devoted her life to assisting people to upgrade their health on all levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. And that's why we are so aligned. And she holds doctorates in natural medicine and humanitarian services. Thank you so much, Dr. Terry Morse, for joining me today. How are you? Well, I'm doing really, really well. And this is pretty exciting. Thank you for letting me be here with you. Well, thank you. Your support, your support gives me a lot of courage, a lot of strength, and bring the power back to the people. So, um, Dr. Terry, tell me, what does crime against humanity, and why did you agree to be here on this show? I was a revolutionary back in the 1960s. I, you know, I'm not the youngest person on the block, and I've known about deception and betrayal since I was 25. That's when I woke up, 24, 25. And so it just tore my heart open, you know, to realize how much I and everyone had been betrayed by whatever entity I was focusing on. At that time, it was the Catholic Church, it was the government, and I was very radically poised and activist on the streets, just like many people are today. So I know this, and I know how important it is to observe the truth and be willing to see the truth. I think I can help you, Tess, today, as well as your listeners, in combining the two forces that you just mentioned about some people not wanting to look down the rabbit hole and oppositely to know the truth. So 
that's actually where I come from is knowing it intensely and how to rise above it. So I think I can offer that today. Yes, yes, wonderful. What are we going to focus on today? What crime on humanity? <laughs> well, I'm going to take them all on, Jess, because one of the reasons things are so challenging for people today is that they don't make sense. I find most people that I talk to say, I don't understand. Why this? Why that? Why that? And I'm like, we have to have an understanding of it, and then we can grapple with it. There's a point at which in order to be uh, spiritually strong within ourselves, we have to look at truth. And oftentimes it's within our own selves that we don't want to look. There are so many things in our own subconscious that we don't want to look at. So a long time ago, a very dear spiritual mentor of mine, Harold Klemp, said, step back and take a closer look. And you know when the astronauts get out in space and they look at the Earth? It's a small entity from way out there. It's actually small looking. You can see the whole thing. And so this is one of the things that helps us so much in today's world is be able to take a step back. And most of us are so focused in the minuscule that it's hard to do that. So I'd like to share with you the, the points I'm going to cover today. Okay. Uh, st stepping back and expanding the vision. And then the idea of cycles and polarized energies. And then the purpose of the existence of the Earth planet, believe it or not. Ooh. We're going wow. <laughs> to go there. I love it. And then where we are now in our heightened state of conflict in our world and about truth and illusion. And then how to actually handle uh, the power, control, the ignorance that's out there. How do we respond to that? And how can we stay out of fear and reaction? How can we stay in the center point of our consciousness? And then some really, really fun, practical steps on how to manage our emotions and our body and change the world. You won't believe what I can tell you today about how powerful we are. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Let's go, let's go. All right. Stepping back, yeah. So That's hard to do. That's oh, really yeah. hard to do. How, how, how do you step back when you see people suffering or if you step back... Um, there's right now the biggest fear is the fear of death right fear of losing your loved one or when you speak up fear of being judged and criticized and even ostracized and Terry it's, it's really hard to step back but walk us uh, through it well the first thing of course is the breath and you know when we a lot of people know how to breathe and a lot of people don't but it's, we know that it should be the diaphragmatic breath from the breathing within with the belly going out and breathing out with the belly going in instead of from the lungs. And so the ideal breath would be six seconds, so to speak, six, senses of a, six seconds of a long in-breath and seven seconds, a little longer, of an out-breath. And if we do that two or three or five or six times, that is stepping back because our breath will take us back. It's a matter of decision. And so, you know, you're pointing this out. You're really a good interviewer, Tess. Um, can the individual make a decision to go into a balanced state? And I say mm -hmm. it that way because actually many people feed off of being in an unbalanced state. Mm -hmm. In other mm -hmm. words, sometimes people don't feel alive unless they're fighting or having a conflict, conflict putting something out against someone or fighting back against someone. So we create these minuscule conflicts sometimes to make us feel alive, but mm -hmm. that isn't 
successful. It's necessary. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's not necessary. Yeah. Really a negative approach. But a right. lot, some of us do that unconsciously. We don't realize we're trapped. It's a trap, but we don't realize we're trapped in that. We don't have to answer everything somebody says to us. I mean, that's a revelation to many people. It was to me. It's like, if somebody asks me something, I have to answer. No, I don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. And, and, and really, it's the alignment with that um, impulse. There's an impulse inside of us. Are we uh, responding just because? Or are we in alignment? You know, sometimes that response is your truth. Sometimes that response is denial. But, you know, something important that you said, it's a power of choice. That choice is our power and it belongs to us. The idea is once we get the, the breath going, and then I like to actually use that uh, image of becoming an astronaut and looking at the earth and seeing all this turmoil in it. And then there's a key factor. This might be a, something that others might contend. And the way I know it's true is by my own experience. And that's really right. the only truth any of us has is what we exactly. can identify as our own experience. So when we see, we can look down at the earth and see all the violence and all this. When we see that, it actually means that there is some of that within ourselves. Hmm. There is something of that within ourselves. Now, it may not be, it certainly wouldn't be to that expanded degree. But acknowledging that there are blind spots, weaknesses within ourselves. I mean, who of us is perfect after all? I mean, let's just mm -hmm. acknowledge it. And so acknowledging that within ourselves and then going to a, a different viewpoint, there's a spiritual law that states that when you go into harmony with something, you either feed that, which might be not a good thing, you know, if it's a negative thing, but if you acknowledge it and that you say, okay, I realize there's some of that within myself, then you actually have the power to change that because you have a line to frequency. And if we change ourselves, it changes that. Now, I'm mm -hmm. saying this because actually research, scientific research is way beyond what the average person knows about. And that is documented. That's proven. Mm -hmm. It's incontrovertible in the scientific field that one frequency affects another frequency. Right. Yeah, so that's the purpose of expanding out because then we, whatever we practice, and I'm going to give some practices within ourselves, whatever we practice then affects the whole. And many times, you know, it's challenging to accept that because we say, well, what can I do? Or what, what effect can I have? Well, that goes back to who are we? Because actually science again has proven we are, <laughs> we are um, one quadrillion particles in our bodies, okay? And each of us is 99.9999999% spirit. Yeah. <laughs> Meaning, yeah. what else is Space. there? Yeah. Well, yeah, but we think it's the physical body that's everything. But really, 99.9999% of us is light, is spirit. Yeah. That's who yeah. we are. And, and without that spaciousness, we feel like we're in hell, literally. You know, when, when we feel contracted, there's no flow of life, the energy gets stagnated. And what is a stagnated energy? right? It's a stuck emotion. And we, you know, we, we, that's when we trap ourselves in the past in pain, um, any negative emotion that actually uh, affects our mental, spiritual, physical, 
and spiritual state, wealth, you know, health. So, and that's what you are so good at. I mean, I know that you do a lot of therapies with people and my friends that I've seen, and it has helped them a great deal. So you're really good at that. Um, not so much therapy, although I was trained in uh, strategic intervention, it's called. It's a, a program created by a psychotherapist. So, but it's more really awareness and bringing that awareness. And, and, and it's the concept of this uh, show, right? It's, it's once we have that awareness, then I'm like, I, as a powerful creator of our reality, do, we, do I want to keep doing this or can I choose differently? So what is a more empowered choice? What you were talking about earlier, right? Um, having that silence, having, I, I call it Teflon. So when, when someone throws something at you, it just slips right off. You're unaffected. You, you, you come to this space of divine neutrality where you're not pulled in any direction once you get pulled then that means it's yours there's something stuck inside the emotions that's that's stuck that has to be looked into and that is you know the crime that we are unintentionally um perpetrating first in ourselves and then our it, it emits out that's what we see that's what we deny that's what we avoid that's that's what we are afraid to confront um it's because it's also inside of us you said beautifully what is truth and a lot of people say we don't know the truth anymore well that's because you haven't looked inside of you, you gotta look yeah yeah the truth is not something that got passed on in generation but it's something that you undeniably know inside of you and that's when you can really stand strong in your truth and light so, all right, so stepping back. Whew. The thing I want to say, because you've talked so beautifully just now about that um, part of ourselves that we need to look at. When yeah. you step back a long ways, you can actually see that spiritually, the earth is, what, what is the purpose of the earth planet? The earth planet is here for us to gain experience. Let's just boil it down to the smallest common denominator. It's when your best growth is, when you're having the hardest time, and then you have to face yourself, which is the true reality. Let's look at why we're here. We're here to gain experience, and we gain experience in different ways. So I want to focus on cycles now, because there cycles. are cycles. We know there's spring, fall, or spring, summer, fall, winter cycles. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But there are also cycles, like there are major cycles of the Earth planet. We know there are ice ages. We know all these things that have happened. There's been destruction of the planet. And there are also energetic cycles. And I'm just going to throw this out there. I've had a lot of training in this and a lot of decades of um, discovery and research. But there are actually 26,000-year cycles of the Earth as it goes around what's called the Great Central Sun. And each of those cycles is halved, meaning 13,000 here and 13,000 there. And they alternate between male energies and female energies. And we mm -hmm. have just completed a 13,000 year cycle of male energy dominance. Mm -hmm. You Makes see how the female sense. energy is coming up or has come up? Now, mm -hmm. the issue is that sometimes we think, well, one is better than the other. That's not true. They're, they're equally malleable to whatever you want to do with them. You know, the male energy can be harmful in, in excess. The female energy can be harmful in excess. So we're coming into a different cycle, and we have to realize that everything goes in cycles. So the power structures that, that have been in place under the male-dominated energy are kaput. 
And what I'm trying to say here is that it's beyond ourselves. We don't have to feel like we have to control or save the earth because there's a much greater plan and the plan is already in force. The plan is happening, whether we're here, whether we're alive or dead. And you know, if you fear death, it's because, well, if we are 99.99999% spirit, then when we drop this clay shell, what's the problem? It's an overcoat, you know, you drop it. And if we truly, like my husband passed away, I call it translated. He translated five years ago. Well, that was a challenge. We had been together for 25 beautiful years, worked together in the natural health field. We loved each other. We did a lot. You're great. So this is a big change. So what happens? Wow. I sat down after I realized he was deceased. I was alone with him at home. I sat down and I went into contemplation. There he was. It's like, has anything changed? No, nothing has changed. <laughs> Meaning the connection is not broken. The connection was actually literally stronger than it was when we were here physically together because the human body, the physical body can get in the way, frankly. I mean, we can misunderstand each other and we did. We rubbed up against each other sometimes, which was good and we learned. But, you know, this thing about death, it's like, hey, let's focus on love and the connection. And if we know how to connect when we're in the physical body, well, then do the same thing. All of us have had the experience of thinking about someone and they call us or they walk in the door or they text us. What is that? It's energetic connection. Bottom line is no matter what happens to us physically, we are spirits. And this is our life. This is our purpose. And because we're moving into another whole cycle, have moved, actually, we're on the cusp, um, the structures that we are fighting against, like these people are putting power and control over us, and they're doing this, and they're doing that. I mean, there's a lot of immoral and satanic things going on, huge. I'm not a, um, oblivious to any of it, because I do a lot of research just like you do. But it's the actions of a dying entity the entity's life cycle is over and it's flailing around and making a lot of problems for a lot of people it's real problems it's it's but really deconstructing as we speak it's, it's, it's falling apart yeah and that that's that's i think that's what you're you're keying in on is how do you get the new way until you deconstruct the old way right isn't right. that where you're going well awareness that that old world is deconstructing Actually, it's, you know, it's gone. What we're seeing is just the remnants of it and to not believe any of that any longer. But like you said, how do you step back and just watch the deconstruction and not take it personally, right? How do you watch the deconstruction and not say, oh my God, my business went along with that deconstruction, right? And so how can we now create a new earth, a new everything from this uh, whole new energy that you're talking about, not just the male domination um, and not also the excess of female energy, right? That where we emasculate the men, right? So we, 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 how do we create this balance and harmony as we become aware of that thing happened? And if to deny that is to repeat history. Yep. Yeah, so to create, create awareness that that happened, okay, so how can we now expand on that and build upon that? 
how can you restore your power and not power over and fight for that dominion and just know it's our sole power it's our birthright right it's it's that's the truth it's this is who we are and yet we don't know because that voice that power that freedom has been taken away for so many decades when you see the brutality it's hard to believe it's hard to believe that human beings can be like that mm -hmm. so it's important to see that as you have said it's important to see that so what do we do well i'm just gonna since i am a doctor of natural medicine i want to focus just momentarily on something physical in our physical body and then i'm going to go into some other specifics that you can do that will be very easy and practical um <clears throat> Everybody has heard about the adrenal glands. The adrenal glands are mm -hmm. two little small things that fit right on top of your kidneys on your backside, okay? Just a little bit above your waist, okay? And these adrenal glands put out stress hormones when we're stressed. Well, a lot of people are stressed today. <laughs> and even if we suppress it and we say, well, I'm, I'm, I'm doing okay. Back in the back there, there's something that's trickling down saying, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but. Mm -hmm. And so any tiny, tiny little bit of that actually affects our adrenal glands and they go on to their stress routine, meaning we cannot heal. And I'm saying that because when we are in what's called, it's our nervous system, our, our sympathetic nervous system, that's when, like if we're attacked by a tiger, we're supposed to run. But we're not running. We're being attacked, but we're just standing still because there's no tiger. It's an invisible tiger. It's somebody's commands. So what's happening is it's internalizing in our body and causing a lot of problems in our bodies. And so the way to get out of that particular response is the breathing for one thing, also acknowledging, as you have said, what's within ourselves and dealing with ourselves. But here is another one. There's a doctor by the name of Dr. Daryl Wolf. Mm -hmm. It's D-A-R-R-E-L-L. -L. But his website is Doc docofdetox.com, docofdetox.com. He is phenomenal. If you watch any of his podcasts or anything, he is so clear on how to take control back of ourselves and love ourselves. Because actually, until we love ourselves completely, we can't really love anyone else. And so the key is, can we forgive ourselves? Can we claim that we are worthy? No matter what we see about ourselves, that's just our exterior. Remember, we're 99.99999% spirit, and spirit is pure. So that is us. We are light. We are the light of the world. And so we need to expand that light out. But we have to do that by forgiving ourselves and letting ourselves be free inside. So that internal freedom is what's going to carry the rest of the world. Now, Here's the thing. You know about Ho'oponopono, don't you, Tess? Yes, yes. It's an amazing story about a psychiatric ward in a hospital, and this was, I think, in uh, Hawaii. They found this medical doctor who agreed to come on staff, and he had these qualifications, and he said, I am not going to see any of the patients personally. I'm just going to work in my office on their files. And they didn't care because that wasn't what was required. They just had to have an MD there. So he sat in his office and he'd pull these files out and he would look at the file and he would come into harmony with that individual, with what was going on with them. And he would say these four things. I love you. I love you. 
I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. Now, what he was actually doing, it, based on an interview that someone did with him later, he clarified what he was doing. He was actually identifying, as I said earlier, with whatever was in that person that in order for him to be able to even observe that and see it, there had to be a little bit of it in himself. So he was actually talking to God and he was saying, I love you in the name of that person in a way, because he was identified with that person. I love you. And then to God, I'm sorry. Well, what am I sorry for? Well, any of the little glitches in my personality, any of the little ridges that don't make me perfect, you know, and then please forgive me for being ignorant, for not knowing, for being unconscious, whatever. And then thank you, all the blessings. Well, you know, the story as it goes, it took about three years, but over that period of time, the patients got better. And mm -hmm. many of them got better enough that they could be taken out of shackles. And then eventually they were dismissed. And over a period of, I think it was only three years, the entire psychiatric ward closed down because there was no one left. <laughs> there were no yeah. patients left because they all healed. And so this is an amazing technique that we, as complete and whole human beings, human, H-U is an ancient name for God. I don't know if you all know that, but we are God people, the, the Hugh people. We are the Hugh people. Then you can actually chant that. You can go, and that brings you to your core. We are the way to make the change in the world. We are the change in the world and we must work on ourselves. So the more we work on ourselves, on our state of balance, on our breath, on our complete dismissal of all stress. And why? Why can we dismiss stress when there's so much challenge out there and possible danger? Well, kind of depends on how you think about yourself as a divine being. I know myself as a complete divine being, and I know that my field of energy is expansive enough, and any of us it has this, we just have to claim it, that nothing can it, penetrate. Yeah. We have to claim it, because nothing can penetrate the God energy. Nothing. Mm -hmm. And I want to bring that um, to what is going on in the world right now with COVID, with wearing a mask, with lockdown, right? How can we now integrate that God energy into the physical? Because this, the soul power is, is, is truly about that. It's physicalizing this God energy, our soul power, right? So because if you can look at the energy of fear power, you know, powering over people and, and getting, you know, just manipulating misinformation, everything to control and get what they want versus I'm here, I'm untouchable, I'm invisible because I and the Father are one. It's such a different energy. And you can put COVID in front of me and I know that I don't need protection. We are one with God. This is unity consciousness at work here. This is soul power. So thank you for mentioning that. Now the test <laughs> that is irate <laughs> and, and, and it makes my blood boil that we are kept in stress situation. COVID lockdown is one of them. It's lowering our frequency so that we are in a struggle state. 
versus that God consciousness that we already are. You know, a lot of people have not awakened to yet. And probably people are going to say, what are these two people talking about? You know, so now the, our adrenal, our glands, right? I said no to so many things. My, my house was burnt down. I could have succumbed to medication. And when we are overly medicated, when we are fully dependent on other, on external to fix us, then we become off balance and we, we disconnect from that God consciousness. Please talk about that because it's, if something makes my blood boil, is because of the lie that there's something out there that has to complete us. That is BS. That's really a very key point, obviously, and thank you. You're so verbal and ex ex wonderful at explaining that. Becoming proactive is the key, because here we are. We are divine beings, and yet we are not God. We are particles of God, but we are not God. We mm -hmm. get the flow coming in, the God force coming in, and if we let it out through our heart center, then we are a clear channel. Now, everybody knows the story about a river that has a dam on it. You get a lot of crud where the dam is. A lot of things build up. So if you don't have an outflow, you're going to stress inside. You're going to have a backup. You might make yourself sick. So I'm going to give a really clear example that is so incredible about how to have a very simple, clear outflow that everyone can do. Absolutely everyone can do. Uh, but first, <laughs> I want to give a story. I want to give a story because it has to do with parental responsibility and the masks and that type of thing. I have a, a friend who's a farmer, a goat farmer, commercial uh, dairy, goat dairy, a few miles away. And I go and get raw goat milk and it's wonderful. Well, he has children and they were coming home from school and they had had to wear masks in school. And so I was talking to him about how he works with his children and he really didn't know what I was talking about. And I said, you know, it is a parental responsibility because when you send your children to school, they are being brainwashed. Everything that they learn is a brainwashing situation, including the mask, the distancing, that's all brainwashing because that what they're trying to do by separating us is creating separation because love is connection. And they want us to stop love and to be in fear. You cannot have love where there's fear and you can't have fear where there's love. So they are doing their best, just, and they're doing very well, to separate people so we don't hug, we don't connect, we don't whatever. So this is wrong, okay? This is wrong. However, that's the scenario, the masks and the distancing. So I said, when your children come home every day, you need to sit down with them and you need to tell them that they've been brainwashed and this is the truth. And they're having to wear masks, but they should not ever put them on unless they're forced to by some authority that would cause them damage if they didn't. But any chance they get, they need to pull that mask down so they can breathe. Because we now know current research indicates that oxygen, carbon dioxide, excuse me, going up through the nose, which we're inhaling our carbon dioxide, actually affects the brain, degrades the brain. And in children's brains, which are still forming, it, they say that it's irreversible. Irreversible. This is very bad, okay? So what do we do? Just like in Nazi Germany, they had to go underground because at some point they knew that when they were called out, they were going to be killed or whatever, sent to concentration camps. So they had to go underground. We know a lot of stories. 
we have to know that we are in that kind of warfare. We are in an incredible World War III. It's actually a spiritual warfare, but it's on the physical level also. And we need to treat it like that. We cannot be complaining about it. If we complain, that means we're powerless. We feel like we have no, no, no power. That's a complaint. If you're complaining, you got to look at yourself and say, why do I feel powerless? Because we have the power. So let's acknowledge what it is. Like I said to him, talk to your children and explain to them that this is like, you know, they don't know what Nazi Germany is, but whatever terms you're going to use, this is suppression of our individuality, of our love, of our connection, of our health. They're trying to make us diseased and people are getting diseased. I know somebody who had to go into the emergency room because of brain uh, infection because of the mask. Another friend has break, you know, lots of people. We all have these stories by now. It's not COVID so much. It's the mask that's the problem. So what do we do? So first of all, we talk about it with each other. We get clear on what's actually going on. Secondly, we accept that we have the power. Now, let me tell you something. This, this is a man by the name of Martin Ruth. It says Project Heaven on Earth. Project Heaven on Earth. Martin Ruth, R-U-T-T-E. And this is a book worth having, or although you could go to the website, projectheavenonearth.com. This is a man who has figured out, he, he says, ask three questions. This is about power, your power. Think of a time when you felt like you were on heaven on earth. Like, what was that? You were on a vacation. Somebody loved you. You had a new baby. You were looking into the baby's eyes. It was a sunset. It was heaven on earth. Get to that point. And then the question is, what would that be like? See it as a reality that's possible now. So you see that, like if that could be everything all the time. And then you take a magic wand and you flash the magic wand and there it is. You have that power. So you create that reality, okay? You flash that magic wand and you're in that state of consciousness. You can put yourself in that state of consciousness anytime. But here's the practical thing, and this is what you're going to love. So what thing, just think yourself, what is it that you're most passionate about that you think is really wrong with the world? And he was doing a, an online seminar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're laughing, Tess. I got that. <laughs> it picks one of several, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, the way anyway. I say that is, what are you willing to go to jail for? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, pick one that really hurts your heart, that tears you apart. And he was in an online seminar. And this was, you know, people talking like we are, but there were, there were hundreds of people. And um, one of the ladies piped up and she said, oh, I'm so angry about this harm that's being done to women, uh, sexual exploitation and the children. It's just... Oh, I'm just so angry. She went on and on and on and on, on about that. He, she, he said, well, what are you going to do about it? And she said, well, what can I do about it? Well, he said, you could make a donation to a group um, that's helping with that. What good would that do? I don't have any, much money. He's, he's, well, you could make $5,000 or a penny. She says, what good would a penny do? And then somebody else on the call piped up and said, a penny? Why? A penny could be really important. What if you asked everyone in your county to give a penny every day uh, for that particular purpose? She said, oh, my gosh. So she ended up making this huge project that went on for several years. She put mason jars at the counters of the different you know, places in town and had the little sign, a penny a day. And that meant everybody was going to focus their attention every day, just a penny's worth, 
but every day put a penny for that cause. Well, eventually she built up $2,500. And then there was a, a program that came up from the federal government about something about the, to help in that regard. And they applied for a grant and they got $300,000. And so they were able to do a lot with that. But the point is this book is amazing because he's got even his website, go there. You can find hundreds and hundreds of people throughout the world have done this. They've taken one small thing that they could do, one small thing. And here's the key. It's your outflow. We have to understand the mechanism of who we are and the universe. If we don't understand the game, the rules, we can't play. So the rules are, you've got all this divine love coming in, all this fear coming at you. If you let the divine love out in forms of creativity and your imagination, imagining heaven on earth, imagining and then doing something and getting people involved, that's an outflow that's going to clear you. And guess what? All of us know about some spiritual leader. It might be Jesus. It might be Buddha. It might be the living act master. It might be anybody. But these spiritual leaders have this huge, I mean, I, my arms aren't big enough, but they have an aura, a light that goes out through the entire universes, right? I mean, look how many of us follow these different leaders. Why? Because they're filled with the God light. They are the God light. Well, guess what? So are we. Jesus even said that. I was raised in the Catholic Church, and he said, greater than what I do, you will do. Are you kidding me? What the heck does that mean? Greater what? Yeah. I mean, does anybody ever think about that? Really? Yeah. I mean, I, I try to follow Jesus as much as I can because he said the truth. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the light. But guess what? He was speaking from the Christ consciousness, not him as a man. Him as a man was a man. So when we step into the Christ consciousness, we are the way, the truth, and the life. Now, I understand that that's heresy to some people. But I'm telling you, that's my reality. I've proven it to myself, and I know that it's true. You can't accept somebody else's truth. You must find your own truth. I think I've made my point, Tess. Is it clear? Very clear to me. You, you had me crying when you talked about separating. You know, this is creating the, the mask, the lockdown is cre creating a separation from our connection with each other, from the love that we are, from the God consciousness that's flowing in us. So let me just just uh, tie that to um, our listeners, right? Um, start with the breath, connect with life force energy, right? Breath is our life force energy. And then have that awareness, huh? right? You know, the power of choice. You talked about Dr. Hugh Len and his experiment in Hawaii. Um, so it, you, you talked about Ho'oponopono. You talked about outflow and river and parental responsibility. You, you cannot just complain that of, of what's wrong in the world, but what is it that hurts you? What is it that drives you to do something? Because that is your unique contribution. That is your soul-powered contribution to the world. And if we deny that, if we kill that <laughs> flow of God into us, that is the biggest crime against humanity. And that is really what we're talking about here. And then you, you, um, you asked, why do I feel powerless? That's exactly it. That's exactly it. Because you're perpetrating that crime against humanity. You're denying your own power for good. You're denying your own power to create 
something different, something new, something wonderful to be the face of God, right? And also heaven on earth. Oh my God, you know, um, the, during my dark night of the soul, I just wanted to check out. I just wanted to check out. And I asked, you know, why are you not taking me back? Fine, if you're not going to take me back, I'm just going to have fun. I'm just going to have fun. You know, I, I, <laughs> but then when I did this um, exercise with my clients, um, and I was live on, 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 uh, with them too, doing this exercise. Why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? It, it boiled down to fulfill my purpose. Well, why is that important? So that I can die and we're like, oh, you still want to die? <laughs> and, okay, fine. Why do you want to die? So that I can be with my maker. Why do you want to be with my maker? So I can be on heaven. I'm like, I don't need to die. I don't need to die. Heaven is here right now right? And I'm speaking about it, even though it's blasphemy to other people, but that is the truth. Already so many masters that guided the way. And now this is all about the embodiment of it. So that even when there's mask, lockdown, whatever it is that they're trying to put upon us, we are standing in our soul power and we're bringing back soul power to the people. Any final words? Dr. Terry. Well, yes, and, and thank you for offering me that because you have hit the nail on the head. This is, as many people have said, Laura Eisenhower, if you want to hear somebody really inspiring, and I know you know her, but Laura Eisenhower is amazing, that this is our great spiritual opportunity to, I mean, we all knew there were things wrong with the world. We saw, so, I mean, I, for instance, saw many things wrong, but what could I do about it? You know, now it's all on the table everything we can do everything about it right now because we're talking to each other and everything that we say and do is important but even most of all for ourselves because our own spiritual unfoldment happens much more rapidly when we're under duress coal does not become a diamond unless it's pressurized many 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 times and so we are diamonds in the rough and we have to be squeezed and squeezed and mashed and boom and blah blah blah, blah. But <laughs> so thank you so yes, much has been just an absolute delight. <laughs> Thank you so much. Next time. Bye everyone. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Soul Power to the People podcast with Tess Vergara. We can no longer be the spectators of our own destruction. Take back your mind, take back your voice, take back your soul, take back your power. Join me again next time for the next episode of Soul Power to the People.